Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi there, I hope you're having a nice day. Uh, Today I wanted to to talk about something that I think impacts or kind of occurs to a lot of us about life in general and that's um, it's in relation to how quickly time passes and also how over time we can kind of get stuck in a rut and I'm going to talk specifically about a financial rut um, but it's it's you can it's the same sort of principles that work around life in general and and although I know how old I am <laughs> I don't know it just occurred to me recently I was like oh my goodness I'm in my almost in my mid 40s and the last few decades seem to have just flown <laughs> um, my daughter turned eight um, last month and I don't know I just thought wow where where has the time gone? Have I have I done the things that I want to be doing by now? And and it's not just you know what society says, but the things that I've had in my mind. You know the type of life I've wanted and and the sort of experiences and all of that. And and for the most part, they're they're okay. But there are some things that I'm like, oh, you know, I've I've gotten into I've gotten a bit complacent. I've gotten a rut in in some ways of my finances and and I I sort of took this to the next level which I wanted to to share in case this is helpful to to anyone who's listening um and it was when when I get stuck my first sort of response or reaction is to go find out more about what I'm sort of stuck on so for me that was you know I wasn't happy with how my superannuation was doing um, because we've just finished a financial year so you start to get some performance numbers and you're like I'm really not happy with this uh, also wasn't happy with where I had my savings accounts you know there's some really decent interest rates out there and there were just so many conditions for the financial institution I was with that I was just like I, I never meet all the conditions every month there's just so many things to try and think of how many transactions was the balance higher than the one before and the month before and have I, you know, done, deposited at least this amount? Oh my, it's just too many things. So, um, so I did a little bit of a little bit of research, and I mean, I've, I've, I'm, my fingers are usually a bit on the pulse anyway because this is an area that I, I enjoy looking at. Um, so I ha- already had some providers in mind to to change for super fund and for um, for the savings accounts. And the the thing that often holds us all back is, oh my gosh, it's going to be so much effort. Oh, it's going to take time. Oh, there's so much paperwork. And there's always there's always the excuses and the reasons. And they're all valid reasons because we're all busy. And the idea of having to deal with this stuff just is, like, oh my gosh, no, I need to push this aside. But there's so many other things to, to think about. So what I want to do is to challenge you to find one area in your life, in your financial life, we'll deal with today, um, where you can shake it up. And it doesn't have to be in, you know, savings account providers and superannuation funds, although I do highly recommend you actually look into both of those at the very least, just because there, if you're not getting on on your savings account, if you're not getting a minimum of five percent return, then look elsewhere because that that's that the, those rates are out there right now. You know, debt's gone up, but then um, the money on your own money on it, like interest has gone up too. Admittedly, not to the same degree, but that's just generally how our financial system works. 
But even things like if you have a look in your pantry, there'll be lots of food. There'll be things in your freezer rather than doing what I do, which is write up a shopping list of all the things we've run low on or run out of in the last week and then just go keep buying those things. Actually go and figure out how to eat through. Like just recently we went away for a month and so we, we ate through the fridge because I was like, well, I don't want anything to spoil. Although I did forget the parmesan cheese and it was very white and furry by the time we got back. But anyway, that that aside, we managed to sort of eat all the fresh produce and all most of the stuff in the fridge, which meant I then had to replenish a lot of that when we got back. However, there are still lots of there's lots of food in in my pantry. Like I I bake a lot and I have about seven different types of flour because of various dishes that I make. Some I need to do gluten free if I'm making it for my daughter's school, um, or I've got you know I like spelt flour. My husband likes regular flour, and there's just I for some things I make I need chickpea flour and I need um um tapioca style anyway there's just so many types of flour uh, and for those things you know you can't necessarily like eat through them but there's other things in there like packets of pasta and gnocchi and oh there's there's so many bits and pieces in in the pantry so i was like and i i was talking to somebody and they mentioned that you can use chat gpt to actually enter the contents of your pantry in there and say come up with some recipe ideas that i can use to go through all of these items to use these items in cooking and um and i, I haven't done it yet but i i really i really intend to and i'll i'll, I'll report back on how it went um but it was it's a really good idea even you know i i I have lots of recipe books Um, and the first thing I do when I get a recipe book is I go through the whole thing and then I put post-it notes of the recipes that I'm most likely to make Um, because let's face it, when you've got a recipe book with like maybe 200 recipes, there's no way you're going to make all of them. And there are some you just have like a natural uh, propensity towards or there's certain ones which you're like, I always have most of those ingredients in my cupboard. So I can easily make that. There's usually one or two ingredients that you might need to supplement and get, especially if it's a fresh ingredient. Uh, but there's most things um, that you have. So that's that's my, the way I do it anyway. So what I've mentioned so far, just as a quick recap, is look at your super fund. Make sure it's actually going up every year and not just by the amount of contributions you're putting in. Um also look at your savings accounts and how well they can do if your mortgage interest rate is lower or higher than what your savings rate would be, then you might want to keep it in an offset account. But I would suggest at least splitting the offset account into a few different buckets so that you can put some um, equity sort of aside for things like emergencies so that split out. If you're saving for a holiday, put some equity in a holiday um, sort of segment of your offset account. Um, have you know a section for investing or whatever it sort of happens to be just it is it is good to see them in separate buckets um, I do that anyway with with my savings accounts just because um, I like to sort of see oh I have this much in the travel fund oh yeah I can spend that on there like for instance I just booked a trip to Adelaide to go see family and there was enough in my travel fund to cover my daughter and my airfares, um, but not enough yet to cover the car, the car hire or I've just come back from a holiday, so I'm building it back up again, um, or to cover the accommodation. So I'll pay that when you know I add more into it, which I do every month. And I know that sounds really sort of rigid and might be a little bit too organized. It's how it works for me. So you just you do what works for you, but I have to do it on a monthly basis, bit by bit. 
And I like to see it there because it just makes it more real for me. And then I know what I can and can't work within or work towards. And for instance, if a trip I need to book, I know it's coming up in like six months, I'll start saving for it. Um, so it just, and then of course you can start looking forward to things when they're actually booked as well. Not They're not just conceptual anymore. <laughs> So get it, get also a bit creative with going out. Like my, it was my husband and my ninth uh, wedding anniversary um, a week or so ago, and initially we were going to go out for dinner. And my mum lives not far away, so you know we've we've got a babysitter on on call pretty much. Um, but she, you know, my daughter, she's at that age now. She's eight, and she just loves to come and be involved. And um, and she's like, "Why don't I get to celebrate your wedding anniversary with you?" I'm like, "Well, because it was before you were even born." Um, but then because things have gotten so expensive and complex since you know the pandemic, it was just we just kind of went, "Oh, you know, it's almost a bit too hard to try and figure out which restaurant." are still around and if they're still any good so in the end um i'd, I'd actually gone to costco that day and i'd i'd bought a whole lot of different sort of antipasto type things and i ended up doing an antipasto platter and i had planned a main meal but we filled up so much on the antipasto platter that um we just sat on our balcony we played some nice music we had candle and you know my daughter was sort of in and out she wanted to give us some space as well and it was actually really really lovely and it also meant we ended up you know saving or oh, at least I mean not that that's necessarily the, the reason we did it but we ended up saving a few hundred dollars potentially because of you know we we had our celebration at home and it was actually really lovely um, we enjoyed it very much and then even going on picnics we did that a lot on our holiday as well we didn't um we didn't really buy lunch i think maybe we bought one if two lunches in a whole month and the rest of them were food we'd prepared in the morning when we were eating breakfast and we brought with us and then we could literally sit anywhere and have the most amazing views and spots and you know um you can sit in a in a vineyard and and have lunch sort of thing which you can't necessarily do if you've got to try and find somewhere to buy food for lunch um so and it's also cheaper that way and it's a bit more of a special experience so rather than necessarily looking at oh i'm saving money or i'm doing this because you know the the way the economy is and it's it's the stories we tell ourselves and that's extremely important, the the way we frame things. And we framed it like that to my daughter as well. And she's she's heard me so many times sort of find the upside in so many situations that whenever we encounter something that's a little bit sort of negative, she says, well, at least blah. And she comes up with this positive spin. And, I, and it just makes me smile because I thought that is it's such a great attitude. And I, I love that she already gets this at the age of eight and that's not to say she doesn't have her overreactions and her moments as well because she's human too um, but it's it's very important to try and see things in a way that doesn't make us feel like we're denying ourselves something or that our lives are horrible and they're not the way we want we just say well, this is the way things are right now and it's a point in time and I can figure out how to make it work for the family, for us, and do it in a way where we can have fun still. Um, because I still remember when I was a kid, we didn't go out for dinner much. We didn't even get takeout much. We'd go over to people's houses, you know, there was always this sort of round robin and everybody would bring a dish and it was really fun. Us kids would play. I remember we had friends who she had um, in her bedroom, the bottom drawer of her dressing table was just full of costume jewelry. So, of course, our, us girls, the first thing we would do when we get there was like, can we go, you know, play with your jewelry? And she was, that's what she had it there for. So we'd go there and we'd have a blast just, you know, playing around. And the parents were 
outside having dinner and they were having a blast and it was just so nice and simple. Um, I do think a lot of things have become overcomplicated in this day and age. You know, in, in summer, you know, whoever had a pool, people were over there on the really hot days. And I remember us kids in our swimsuits walking on the whites of the the road because of course you know the, the the bitumen was way too hot to walk on with bare feet and we'd go to the corner store and get a sherbet stick you know and you could literally go to the lolly shop with what well, you could buy lollies with like two dollars if that you could go with 20 cents and still get something of course nowadays that's not realistic but it's just more the the, the level of simplicity of it i think more than anything else so now there's these candy shops with so many things and these jelly bellies and this it's, it's all so fancy. And sometimes it just, I think, gets a bit overwhelming, especially the, the amount of choice. And I think that, from my perspective, is what kind of holds us all back to a certain extent is just the level of choice that we have now. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but sometimes there can be too much choice and it creates inertia because we, you know, we just don't know what to pick. We don't want to make the wrong decision. Um, I mean, not when it comes to lollies, because that's that's a bit more of a simple decision. But when it comes to our finances and decisions and the direction that we're going and our lives, you know, we're, we're afraid to misstep. And sometimes that takes a bit of the fun out of it because we haven't actually done anything to figure out whether or not we want to or not. So um, it's so this is, this is probably a bit more of a, a bit of a rambling podcast more than anything. But there are some key messages there. So challenge your thinking is fundamentally what that's about. How you look at things, how you frame things, how you talk to yourself and your family and your children about your money and your lifestyle and what it is that you want and understand what's fundamentally important. I have a friend who who sent me, um, who's in hospital at the moment, and she sent me a um, MRI scan of what her brain looks like. And she's got this big blood clot, this big mark there. And I just looked at that horrified and went, oh my gosh, She's, you know, a lovely, lovely person, has two young boys. And I thought, oh, my God, who's going to care about so many different things when you just want someone to be well and um, can still enjoy life and be around for their children um, and their family? So I thought it's really given me a bit of a wake up call as well about what's important and what um, what we make big deals over. So challenge your thinking on how you how you view and, and talk about life and money to yourself and to your children in particular get creative. Like I said, look in your pantry, use AI to help you come up with recipes so that you can start to, to eat through what's in there. So things don't get thrown away um, because they ex- pass their expiration date because I've done that. And it, it, it always you know pains me to throw food away because I remember all the stories that my grandmother used to tell me about the you know World War II and you know, the Great Depression and all of this. And it, yeah, so she, she pounded the guilt into me about food wastage. <laughs> Um, and then also see if you, what bargains you can find. Shop secondhand. Um, you know, there's so many things out there. Like even uh, like I give clothes and toys and that to to charity that they on sell. We share things amongst mother, like our um, sort of mothers group, like through um, school. And you know, we you know we, we even carpool because it just to be honest, it makes just more sense um, rather than you know three or four cars going pretty much the exact same route to school. Let's try and get the kids all in one car, um, and then they're gonna have fun as well on the way to school. 
Um, yeah, so so hunt around for bargains and look at different ways to do things like picnics and walks and things that don't necessarily require a whole lot of financial outlay. Um, and it's not just because of the way the economy is and the level of uncertainty and inflation, all of that. It's just, I think, a simpler, nicer, back to basics kind of way to look at things and bring some joy back into life and, and make things less complex. So I hope that's, um, that's inspired as well as kind of giving you some ideas as well in relation to, to being um, getting out of a financial rut. So have a lovely rest of your day.